Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about sustainable and ESG investing from leaders in the field. My name is Paul Ellis, and I'm your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. The Global Alliance for the Future of Food applies systems thinking to understand the interrelated economic, ecological, and social drivers of today's food systems. That allows Deputy Director Lauren Baker and the Alliance's unique coalition of global philanthropic foundation members to understand food system dynamics, anticipate system behavior, and identify opportunities for transformation of the global food system. Baker is joining me today to focus on the Alliance's Beacons of Hope project, which showcases global initiatives that are working to achieve sustainable, equitable, and resilient food systems. Hello, Lauren, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Thanks, Paul. It's so great to be here with you. Yes, I'm really excited about today's program. I'm very interested in, in the agricultural sustainability movement. So let's just jump right into our questions. If you would please tell our listeners what systems thinking means for members of the Global Alliance for the Future of Food. Ah, systems thinking. Um, well, we're, as you said, an alliance of philanthropic foundations. And so we have about 30 members. And each of our 30 members have a number of, of partners that are working across food systems globally. So uh, they all bring different entry points into the discussion about food systems transformation. That's one way that we think about the system. We think about the system as a system with a number of really complex actors that are working across scales, across mm -hmm. geographies, across issue interests. And all of that wisdom and knowledge informs our thinking about the food system. Um, early on in the Global Alliance, we developed a set of principles that really guides the way that we work. And I think that informs us and our members about the food system. So we're really interested in advancing food systems that are resilient that are diverse, that are renewable, inclusive, equitable, healthy, and interconnected. And we use those principles as a kind of framework for thinking about food systems transformation, a way to attend to the whole, a way to um, make sure that we're really uh, attending to the diverse contexts and interrelationships with other systems that need to be considered through the food system. And finally, at the Global Alliance for the Future of Food, we've developed a number of frameworks for change to understand the food system. So just really briefly, we have developed a true cost accounting framework in partnership with UN uh, Environment and, uh, of course, our Beacons of Hope uh, food systems transformation framework, where we really tried to understand what that transformation process looks like on the ground or across different institutions and organizations uh, globally. So I want to touch base uh, just for just an additional moment on the, the seven what you call calls to action. We'll come back to, that, to them as a group at the end of our program today, but that's, that's the way I understand they are structured in your process is calls to action. So thanks for that introduction. Now, the Alliance's Beacon for Hope, Beacons for Hope project, which you just mentioned again, has put together case studies and action stories from 14 countries about confronting the climate crisis with food systems transformation. Please share one of those stories with our listeners, if you will. 
well, the story that um, I wanted to share is uh, Silva Foods in Zambia. This is uh, Sylvia Banda. She's a Zambian entrepreneur who's really popularized traditional foods. And she's done this in partnership with, I think it's about 25,000, an extraordinary number of smallholder farmers. Mm. And I think this, um, this example is really illustrative of kind of the deeper transformation that we require that takes like a, a, really, a real systemic view and approach. So Silva Foods is guaranteeing markets for sm- smallholder farmers. So, you know, paying a fair price, for example, one of the challenges for farmers uh, is, uh, and also enabling subsistence farmers is guaranteeing a fair market for their harvest. So often these farmers have really small um, excess harvests that they want to bring to market. And Silva Foods provides kind of access to markets through its catering services added value products and and creating kind of market outlets and stores. So they focused on traditional foods and really elevating the deliciousness of traditional foods to do this. And from there, from their catering business, they've extended into food processing and food procurement. They're connecting farmers with the private sector. They're supporting their um, agricultural practices to shift to be more sustainable and more kind of climate resilient. They're innovating to create new revenue streams. So this example, uh, which I think is, is so beautiful, and it's really well known across the African continent, illustrates a number of kind of key characteristics that we see in our Beacons of Hope initiative. And these are initiatives around the world that are leading food systems uh, transformation. I always like to say there are thousands and thousands of initiatives. We all know of some in our local communities that are thinking about the food system differently. And we just are trying to amplify the story uh, of several. And some of the characteristics and qualities across these examples are, you know, diversification, dietary shifts. So really supporting people to eat more local food, less meat, more traditional food, more diverse diets. And this is incredibly important, especially in the African continent and in the global South where diets are becoming more westernized. Fast food is really taken hold. And so uh, malnutrition and poor nutrition is, is rampant. We have that, of course, in the global north as well. And then, you know, really supporting farmers in the process so that everyone is uh, across the supply chain has a sustainable livelihood. So I think this is a lovely, a lovely example that from a climate perspective is um, focused on diversification. So that leads to resilience. It's focused on soil health and biodiversity conservation. And it's focused on food waste waste reduction, uh, which is one of the leading causes of greenhouse gas emissions. Mm-hmm. Silva Foods, just just to end really briefly, one of the really unique elements of this example is that they they have these solar dryers, and uh, they've really scaled up and out these solar dryers through peer to peer learning and education. So a lot of farmers are using these dryers to preserve their food and um, divert waste, and then create a new market for that food. Okay, so that's an excellent example. A lot of details, too. Thank you very much. Now, as you just mentioned, education, I was thinking about that as a significant part of what must have to happen within this type of systemic approach to food systems and also the human capital requirements and focus are huge, I would think. And so how long has Silva Foods been working this process in Zambia with, you said, 25,000 small holder farmers? 
Well, Sylvia has been uh, an entrepreneur since, since she was since she was a young woman. Um, like many op- entrepreneurs, it's you know it's in the blood, and uh, so it's been really uh, you know decades that she's worked on this and scaled her business um, and diversified her business over time. And and I just want to highlight your point, Paul, about social capital and human capital because this is one thing that I've learned through talking uh, with uh, Beacons of Hope partners is that really that social human capital is foundational to the transformation process. So um, uh, what we see uh, through these Beacons of Hope, and it's not only through the Silva Food Solutions example, is uh, peer-to-peer approaches, people learning from their peers about the transformation process, uh, smallholder farming, training support, and also uh, deeper partnerships. So this is another element of the social capital kind of puzzle that needs to be in place. And we see this again through Silva Foods. They partnered with you know, the local uh, Ministry of Agriculture to do that, that agricultural extension work and support that peer-to-peer agricultural education and learning. Um, they partnered with a number of finance partners, and they're really creating kind of the partnership mix that works for their business and works for the scale of activities that support their business model. And I think this is um, a really a key learning in, in the Beacons of Hope uh, project. Great. Well, Sylvia sounds like an amazing entrepreneur. I would love to meet her someday. So maybe you could make an introduction. Yes, you should have her on the on the show. There's a, there's I a- think that's a <laughs> fabulous idea. Yeah, good recommendation already. I was saying to one of my other guests earlier today, please re- send us the names of people that you think should be on the podcast because we are always looking for fantastic stories about real on the ground. Uh, entrepreneurial efforts across all of these different sustainable uh, finance issues. So now one point of the, I'm sorry, one part of the Alliance's strategy is to develop research and new tools that strengthen the evidence for food, for global food system change. What meaningful solutions have come from this process in your experience so far during the Alliance? Uh, we have a number of um, research initiatives underway, and um, the Beacons of Hope research is a good example of this. And I'll speak to uh, I'll speak to a few examples. Um, and the Beacons of Hope research is an answer to a call for more examples about, you know, how change happens and and what are the kind of quality what are the qualities and characteristics of that change process. And really, what we have been at, what we've been told is that. At the local context and then beyond, um, nationally and globally, is seeing is believing. And so this is a key kind of evidence that, uh, that people need. They need to see examples of change underway and understand the, kind of the nuance of, of those change processes. Uh, we get questions such as, uh, what data is available? Are, are these solutions scalable? Who produced this evidence? And, and those questions don't, don't appear in a vacuum. We are really attuned to scientific peer-reviewed evidence. And I think for food systems transformation, we need to widen our frame of evidence. Uh, decisions about the kind of information that's collected or, or researched are intrinsically connected to power. And we supported a project called the Politics of Knowledge, where we explored how um, power infuses evidence, uh, knowledge generation, and knowledge and evidence mobilization. 
Mm. So uh, in this work, we really looked at how legacies of, of kind of establishment thinking that, that stem from our Western ways of thinking and stem from colonial mindsets have kind of entrenched certain hierarchies of knowledge. So we would really wanted to break that open and uh, look at different kinds of evidence and in Indigenous people's knowledge and wisdom. We wanted to look at evidence on the ground uh, from farmers and farmer organizations and look at that broad diversity of evidence that's left um, unconsidered and, and unheard. So I think that this is leading to a, a wider evidence framing, which is really important as we face uncertainty and we need to be experimental and creative. So we need to, of course, test our assumptions on the ground through evidence and data, but also uh, be or open to new solutions and look at really specific examples and patterns across those examples to inform our decision-making. You know, Lauren, it's so fascinating to me. Everything you just said about the global food system can be applied to the financial services industry on a global scale as well. And it just shows me over and over again when I have conversations with people like you that all of us are integrated in this entire process and web on a global scale in one way or another. So that leads me to uh, my next question about the types of system change or a key really to every type of system change is collaboration. How does the alliance facilitate dialogues involving the scientific community, policymakers, farmers, and the private sector in your experience? A good example of this grew out of the work I just mentioned earlier about the politics of knowledge, and mm -hmm. it's, it's intrinsically connected to, to the Beacons of Hope community as well. Uh, so out of the politics of knowledge, talking to all of these people, we convened about 64 people, 17 teams from around the world to say, to, to, say, to uh, and we asked them, you know, bring us your evidence. Like what evidence do you, do you have that um, your work is contributing positive uh, impacts in support of food systems transformation? And one of the main recommendations from that work was that we need a transformative research and action agenda. So we need to link research and evidence to action, and we need to bring all the stakeholders you just mentioned, the scientific community, policymakers, farmers, and the private sector together to do this. So we're hosting a meeting in Montpellier in September, mm -hmm. and that's a planning meeting. Um, I think it's very unique that all of these people come together in the same room for a few days to think about what they can do sort of above and beyond what they're already doing, which, which is incredible. But are there kind of communication strategies? Are there specific communities that we can kind of reach out to, like the finance community, for example? And uh, together, we'll be thinking about this research and action agenda, really focused on the action part, really focused on shifting the narrative. And that is, uh, that is really a response to the idea of systems change needing kind of radical collaboration. And what does that radical collaboration look like? How do we create uh, creative and dynamic networks that support that kind of collaboration. So the Global Alliance for the Future of Foods really interested in doing that and really interested in those kind of deeper collaboration opportunities. Okay, great. Now, our listeners may be hearing birdsong in the background as Lauren is sitting outside of a friend's cabin. Is that right for our call today? That's and right. I'm in <laughs> Quebec. 
Now back Canada. Oh, nice! How wonderful! Uh, what's I the temperature this, there today? This is a nice, uh, <laughs> nice place to to do the podcast from. So I hope you're appreciating the bird song. <laughs> I am. I am. I love it. Uh, it's a perfect. You know, somebody might be thinking, "Oh no, they're piping that in from the studio," and that's <laughs> Will's in charge of that today. So, but it's beautiful. So we appreciate the opportunity to integrate nature's representatives into our dialogue. And and that's right. It's all, it's about all our relationships. Right. That's, That's uh, <laughs> right. All of our family relations. Okay. So now the Alliance has developed what we referred to earlier as the seven calls to action that you believe are critical pathways for creating a better future of food. So in the time that we have remaining, if you could briefly describe each of them, I know you gave us the names early on in the program, but if you can give us one or two sentences to describe each of those calls to action, it would be very helpful for our listeners. Absolutely. And uh, we developed these when we when we were, you know, saying, how can we be more specific about the change that we want to see in the world? We we went back and we looked across all of our work, our convenings, our research work, our conversations, and we identified these seven calls to action. And so really the foundation of this work is about inclusive participatory approaches to governance. This is a key to sustainable food systems. And that's mm. governance at the local community level all the way up to you know the global governance institutions the trade agreements etc and we need this kind of inclusive participatory governance to address the structural inequities in food systems we also need research for the public good so this is the work that i described earlier around the politics of knowledge that kind of that research uh, needs to emphasize the systemic approach the individual indivisible ecological health social and economic uh, goals and outcomes and co-benefits. Uh, true cost accounting is another one of our calls to action, really understanding the externalities of food systems. Finance in a few dimensions, both public sector investment and then unlocking private investment of all sorts, philanthropic, multilateral, etc. So how do we unlock investment opportunities? Really understanding, um, you know, our work with the Beacons of Hope always asks them, you know, what what are the what is the finance mix that unlocks your transformation process? Creating enabling environments where agroecology and regenerative food systems can thrive and flourish. And then um, back to Silva Foods, promoting nutritious, sustainable whole food diets that are adapted to, to local ecos ecosystems and uh, contexts. So those are the seven calls to action. You know, people have been really enthusiastic about this. I think they sort of capture and reflect people's priorities on the ground and globally in conversations about food systems transformation. Great. Well, Lauren, I'd be very comfortable talking for another hour and listening to the bird song in the background, but we've run out of time today, so I'm going to ask you where online can Sustainable Finance Podcast listeners learn more about the Global Alliance for the Future of Food, and how can people contact you about the issues that we've discussed in today's program? Well, you can find out more about all the work uh, we discussed at uh, futurefood.org. So that's our website. And uh, you can find my contact information there as well. So I'd be happy to hear from anyone and continue the conversation. It's been great to speak with you, Paul. Great. Well, thank you very much, Lauren Baker, Deputy Director for the Global Alliance for the Future of Food. And to our listeners, tune in again next week for another episode. 
I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. 